Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, how have you been doing, buddy? Dude, I have been painting and painting and painting and nonstop painting the the kill team terrain. I finally I got two boxes of that stuff, and it's I'm like, you know what? I, I it's been sitting on my shelf. You know, let, I'm leaving for Cherokee in a few days, and I have this like four or five days. I don't want to start a whole new army. I want to start working an elder like everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, before I started doing that army, let's just knock this out of the uh, off the workbench, and it's coming along. Man, those models are so detailed. Those, those are orc. What is it? Uh, the terrain pieces. Yeah, yeah. they're the, uh, yeah Octarius whatever kill team yeah, terrain. Yeah, Octarius terrain. terrain is- really detailed yeah. you also painted some other orcs i believe oh yeah yeah yeah. thank you thank you thank you for reminding me these are the last of my orcs for a little while these are some storm boys they are finished they're base they're pretty uh it was really hard because most of my orcs are all beast snagas and i wanted these storm boys to kind of fit in with the beast snaga vibe which was basically impossible mm-hmm. uh but i just whatever i just try to go you with did the it. color palette. yeah i went with the same color palette right yeah. so they kind of fit in appropriately yeah. what about you seth what are you what are you doing man um as as some of you may have heard, I have pivoted to trying to to dust off my Tau, and Ooh, I have had Tau for like I've had them since third edition. I had them since they came out. Like that broadside there uh, in that picture, I bought new in 2012, built and base coated the green, and then didn't do anything on it for the last decade. And that's so, like I finished that. I finished off some breaches. Seth, so. I'm going to stop you there. I'm not a mathematician here. Um, mm-hmm. But I believe 2012, that's like 10 years ago. That is that, ancient. That is indeed a decade, yes. yes uh, we will be bringing someone on later who's very good with numbers. <laughs> and I'm pretty certain he could confirm that that is uh, indeed a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and guys, if you are listening to our podcast on your drive to work, you should be watching our podcast every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can see the photos of our hobby progress. Because Seth, like honestly, this guy's got painting chops. I thought you were kind of a one-trick pony, Seth. You know, like orcs were your thing. That's all you could do. Dude, you can paint Tau. Like you got skills, man. Yeah, the line highlighting is really annoying. Um, re- like, I would not be trying to take Tau to Cherokee if I didn't already have like 60 or 70% of the army painted from previous years of painting um, because it just, it's so tedious doing all that line highlighting. So, yeah. yeah. Um, like, that, that broadside took me like a weekend to do. Jeez. Um, so, yeah. But um, I've been, uh, I don't know if, you know, you've mentioned Pokemon fans. I, I my wife and I, uh, dove in on Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, it's a really good game. Um, is it a card kick, game? Is it a digital it's, game? It's a know. Switch game. Okay. It's very good. Like if you've played, it's like it's like Breath of the Wild and Pokemon Sword and Shield had a baby okay. and it's amazing. So Wait. just play it. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can just throw Pokeballs at crap. You're just like, yeah, that it. tree over there, throw a Pokemon at it. Like whatever you want, it's fine. <laughs> Um, Dude, kicker, do you remember the, the Pokemon Safari game? I don't want to get in the weeds here, but like you took yeah. photos of Pokemon. Oh, in the yeah, wild. yeah. I love yeah. that game. All right. Just, just, yeah. all right. Moving anyway, on. <laughs> uh, get us into the industry news, kicker. Yeah, guys. All right. So nothing too crazy happening uh, in the past week, but the, Eldr- uh, the Eldritch Omens box is available at stores, uh, you know, released this weekend. Uh, surprisingly, it did not sell out. Now, now there's a few, you know. Yeah, you know why? I'm did yawning it not at Eldar. I'm You're yawning, yawning at Eldar. At Eldar. Okay. Seth watching. is yawning at Eldar. I know it's not orcs. I know it's not Tau. I know it's not chaos. It's Eldar. But I don't a lot like of chaos. I don't like Eldar. Oh my jeez. Well, you know they needed they needed some they needed an update and and this box set's a pretty good box. I don't know if the value is as exciting uh, for many people to hop in there. Um, but what, what's weird is the box didn't sell out while previously these boxes have been really hot. You know, okay. come on. Oh, oh we, we got tech priest coming in. All right, all right, come they, on, tech priest. They Richard. didn't need another box set. What they the chaos needed was a wound. That's what they <laughs> <need>. <laughs> they're, oh, yes. they're not gonna get that. 
That's that's what they get for being traitors. Yeah, They've right. lost that's a wound. I'm done. I'm done. If you live for thousands of years in the warp, it takes some of your durability <laughs> it away. Takes it does. Time. That's the price you pay traitors. Um, you know, so we've also gotten like Dark Angels also one wound. <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about these new models for Eldar. The whole the whole range needs a total revamp, mm-hmm. as as we know. And so we've got the Guardians, we've got the Dire Avengers, we got the Banshees that came out, I believe, last year. The the Howling Banshees. But it's like weird that a lot of the Aspect Warriors haven't been released yet. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about you know the Warp Spiders; they're still ancient. The Fire Dragons, the the Swooping Hawks, they are old, old. Yeah, yeah. Seth is doing the pose right now. Those models are so old; they still have the the generic you know rifle to chest pose. Yeah. Um, they're ugly. That we can't cast these in three dimensions, so everything has to be in this one plane. Yeah, yeah. And then if you look at the uh, what is it, the the Phoenix Lords for each one of these respective yeah. uh, branches, I guess they're they're pretty ancient too. And even the Dire Avengers, the Dire Avengers are a plastic kit, but they're still pretty old. And if you compare the Dire yeah. Avenger height to the new Guardians, there's some discrepancies there. So it's like, hmm, what's going on here? And I'm going to put money on it right now that there's going to have to be a wave two at some point. Yeah. Um, Probably not for a while because it's it's too close to you know the codec coming out that we haven't seen anything yet. So I'm I'm thinking a wave two maybe next year when I I well I wouldn't be surprised. Remember the last Space Marine Codex Mm -hmm. where they dropped the book with rules for new things like the new land speeders and the um the heavy intercessors like they were and there was pictures of them all the rules but those kits hadn't come out yet. Yeah, I wouldn't be horribly surprised if if something like that happens where they drop the codex. It has photos of the new models in there, but the new models don't hit the streets for a bit yet. Because because you're, you're right. That's a good point, Seth. And the so orc, the orc new, codex didn't have everything yeah, when it yeah, dropped. No, 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 you're absolutely right. So, guys, so. when you get your new Eldar codex, and we, you know, should be coming out soon. Let's be honest. We we know it's it's on, on the horizon. Uh, go through those pages and see if you can find you know any sort of sneak peek of new models coming. What's yeah. what's really weird though, right, Seth, is that the rules they've been releasing for these new for these for these aspect wars are just awesome. I mean, they've been slowly trickling them. You know, they did Howling Banshees today, so it's like the rules are awesome. They just need the new models. So give us the new models yeah, and, well all i'm saying is we need to nerf eldar before they even come out <laughs> i'm i'm here to lead the charge of the pre-release nerf all right all right all right he released i don't i i give him give him a couple weeks let's just, i hate eldar <laughs> all right all right all right well let's move away from eldar for a second yes. and let's talk about the black library they're all doing right. their big black yeah. library celebration a lot of stuff is hitting it you know i mean i don't know about you seth but i listen to black library books when i run when i read uh, when i read when i when i paint you know when i'm changing my kid's diaper there's always a black library book on the background and they're only getting better. Honestly, the quality of the audiobooks has just gotten amazing. Um, and they've got some like cool models and, you know, that black library stuff, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the tokens that come with it. Um, yep. What's kind of cool, though, is there's a Krieg book that was just released in audio format. And that has me thinking that, you know, we know Guard need a codex. That has me thinking that they're going to be putting a little bit of love towards the, the Krieg. Obviously, we have that one. Can you yeah. financially handle that? No, 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 no. But that's why there's banks, and you can always take in a mortgage on your home, a second or third mortgage on your home to to buy more models. Um, uh, Sean no. Bowen, I see you in chat. I see you making fun of my towel. <laughs> so yeah, Seth is getting a little a uh, little hate for his for his, for his towel in chat, but uh, but yeah, no, I I I really think that because we know the guard codex is in the future, uh, GW is is working to try and you know already preemptively hype up the guard by releasing several mm-hmm. codexes i mean several uh, black library books focusing on the guard but this is the first i think this is the first black library book ever that you know features the krieg which is which is pretty cool they're a fan favorite uh of the of the guard um oh oh guys also stocks stocks are yeah. finally to get back in, in you know stocks are starting 
get back. Uh, people can buy paint now. A lot more models are on shelves. It seems like the world, at least regarding you know supply chains, are slowly this, getting back to normal. This was not like the Tau release was the first release I can remember no. that I did not like go, I want this model. And then like, I can't find this model. Yeah. Like, like I was like, I want the new Shadow Sun model. I want some more breachers. I wanted a couple more of the, the hammerhead chassis. And it was like, you want them? Here, order them. They're fine. Where'd they go? Well, Jimmy was like, here you go. We have them. And I was like, ah, okay. And, but not just the models though, Seth, like, let's just talk yeah. about the spray cans, like the rattle cans. I've been looking oh. for the primer forever. And all of a sudden I looked up the Frontline Gaming website today. I'm like, oh, I can get one of these, one of these, one of these. I finally got all the spray cans I've been looking for, nice. for, for literally a year now. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to rock. It, it's nice to see things slowly getting back to normal. Uh, Seth, I just want to let you plug any cool Eldar Aspect Warrior rule. They've been releasing a bunch of the past week. Is there anything that really stands out to you? I have been blind to all Eldar rules. Oh my rules. gosh, man. Um, okay. No, they I, they all are getting a five-up invuln, yeah. which is pretty spicy for that. Um, that all the Aspect Warriors having that because the the Eldar always been like this fast but fragile army. And yeah, five-up invuln isn't the most durable thing, but it's enough that if, if there's enough numbers of them and they can put some negatives to hit out there, it's going to get annoying. To yeah. go through that many, you know, negative one to hit, uh, you know, five up involved bodies. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll definitely, definitely be annoying. So yeah, that was the biggest thing to me was seeing that they are giving them like because I've always expected Eldar to be like, "What's your crazy combo? You're dead." <laughs> um, but them to be like, and also I'm not dead is interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, guys, we're going to jump into some basic, I guess, overall ITC company. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, Someone in uh, Disflux on, on Twitch was like, whoa, yeah, Crisis Suits and Broadsides are still on in stock on the web store. Yeah, yes. Like, that's where I'm surprised. This is the first release I can remember where it's like, these are the hot models, and they're not, like, gone yeah. in a minute. And we, and we know there's a lot of Tau players. Like, I mean, there's a lot of Tau players. It's kind of yeah. cool that you can be a Tau player and you can go get the models right now to play in your new codex. So yeah, go go do that. Um, which, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting how that affects the meta, right? We got Cherokee in a week. I'm expecting to see quite a few Tau players because not only can they have their new, they've got the new codex, but they actually have access to the models as well. So yeah, yeah, yes. Cherokee's on, uh, yeah. Cherokee's literally Cherokee like will be an now. interesting time, but we will get more into that in the next. Yes, yes, next. yes, yes. Let's talk about no, the, the overall next, next segment. real fast and uh, a few of the yep. bigger picture things regarding the whole competitive world we love so much. Guys, um, as you know, GW has got a big role to play now with the ITC moving forward. Uh, they're slowly releasing announcements. I, um, if you are a, uh, a, a a TO and you should be part of the ITC TO group, um, or you, previously you were, you should go check it out. They're releasing some more information there for you to know so that you can see how things are rolling out, specifically how to you know go about getting your tokens and getting the, the support from GW as well as the prize support for, your, um, for both you as the TO and for your winners of your event. Um, but to, to, before we get an official statement from GW that's going out to the public, not just the TOs, I want you guys to know that um, the new process, at least to get your tokens, is that you're going to be emailing ITC event tokens at frontlinegaming.org. That's where you'll be emailing. It's, it's one you used to email your, your local rep or reach out to your local rep. Right mm -hmm. now, at least for now, all people that want to get tokens for their event, email that. We can put it in the chat if you want to put it in the chat, Seth, or in the notes. But ITC event tokens at frontlinegaming.org. And that's who you say, I've got an event. This is the date. This is the name of the event. I'm the TO. Can you get me a token? And we'll get you a token that way. The other big thing regarding, uh, I guess, the competitive world is also 
uh, how BCP is going to be operating with with a lot of events and, and basically how people will register for these events. Um, mm -hmm. Events ticketed outside of BCP. Um, so those are events that you don't buy your entry through BCP, like Frontline All Gaming, right. for example. Those uh, those ticketed outside of BCP will use an access or discount code for players to self-register for BCP. Uh, we're doing this for Cherokee right now, actually. So if, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth, you should check your email. You probably got an email from Frontline Gaming with a little, we call it a token, but it's basically a discount code that allows you to register for the BCP uh, event for the 40K champs, you know. Um, what it does do is it allows you as the player to have great control uh, and make sure that you have your right team name in place, that you're using the right yeah. BCP email, and that you can also buy multiple tickets and then send those tokens to each one of the people that you bought the tickets for. So it just makes it a lot easier for you, the player, and makes it a lot less stressful for us, the organizer. Um, yeah, Seth, have you have you have you have you registered for Cherokee? Because you should you should register so you can get your list in. I am I am looking in my email right now. <laughs> okay, check your and all I I uh, I got my folding table. Got your folding table. Oh, dude, yeah. you got a folding table. We got to talk about that. We'll talk about that in yeah, a second. But yeah. yeah, you got a folding table. Okay, we'll we'll keep going. But okay, go and um, let's talk about the Cherokee Open. I guess we're talking about the Cherokee Open right now. Uh, there will be a meet and greet on Thursday night. So uh, Thursday morning, we, you know, if you're a volunteer, you want to come and help us, help us set up all day in the hall. And then that night, we're probably around six, seven p.m. Come to the hall. Uh, we're going to post an official date in an email that will go to all the players that are attending. Mm -hmm. But uh, the uh, we're going to just have a cool meet and greet. You get to hang out with with you know Seth and uh, our head judge and and some of the other local local head honchos in the area and uh we, we'll have appetizers the the meet and greet is actually sponsored by a local store called the iron river in uh tennessee oh, that's cool yeah so you we have free appetizers and, and you got to buy your own drink but uh at least you get some free food and get to just hang out and talk shop before you get to you know kick each other's butt the next day uh, on friday so that, that's something that we're really excited a lot of people have been wanting to do something fun on thursdays most people do get up there thursday so we're like why don't we all just hang out you know grab a drink and eat some appetizers yeah. so once again a big thanks to iron river and they're they're a huge uh, supporter of this event i think they'll be on site as well to to promote some of their other events that they'll be doing later in the year as well as sell a few items that they make um oh cool oh oh, oh seth did i tell you this? this i just found out that i ran the numbers today dude Cherokee is the most successful year one event we've ever had. Like, whoa, Nelly, holy fish sticks. This is a big deal. Even bigger we, than ACL? So for a year one event, dude, uh, I think for 40K it is. Yeah. Nice. Sure. But you got to remember, ACO was in the, the peak of COVID. Like, that was a weird yeah. time. No, for but like, that was still, there. Were, that was a big event. That was a big event. Dude, Cherokee is a... <laughs> For 40k, and then we so we have 40k. It's definitely the biggest Legion and Age of Sigmar year one event we've ever done, and mm -hmm. even X-Wing has got a different de decent uh, turnout. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun event. It's uh, okay. It's not LVO. We don't have thousands and thousands of yeah, people. Yeah, that was not year one. LVO was, that was not yeah. That's of ten years in the making. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Cherokee is looking to be a good time, guys. We can't wait to see you all next week. Um, Speaking of new events, don't tell me it's next week. I got too much crap to paint. Yeah, no, dude, you got to paint. You got to get ready, man. Got to get ready. Uh, we have the uh, Lone Star Open, and we've kind of slowly started to announce what we're doing for for 2022. It's going to be our military appreciation event. Um, I don't want to go into the details on this episode, but if you're in the military, you want to go to the Lone Star Open. Even if you're not in the military, you were in the military, or your grandfather was in the military, or your cousin's roommate was in the military. Uh, it's going to be a really fun event that we're going to allow the different branches to duke it out, as well as there be the, the main champ event. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, dude, dude. And there's going to be like special perks for anyone that's serving or formerly served. Um, I don't want to talk about that yes yet. We'll wait to next week uh, or the week after Cherokee. Um, but those tickets will be going on sale soon. Um, and I want to announce the 40k head judge. It's, um, 
Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle, I, I can't, Marlboro, I can't say his last name. Don't hate me, Kyle. Uh, he's a, he, he's, he helped we had us. Kyle on for an interview way back when, right? We did. We had Kyle. He helped us with the Lone Star Open in 2021. And he came in to talk about the Texas men yeah. and give us kind of a vibe. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. And he, he's got, so he's a, he's a Marine. So, you know, you know, it's a military appreciation event. So all of our judges tend to be military and, uh, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna have a lot of, um, He's going to make sure the event is run smoothly, and he's already gearing up for it. Uh, cool. Our head judge is Kyle, but our frontline gaming staff judge will be none other than Jason Horn of the Iron Halo. Uh, he's he's a, a fan oh, favorite cool. frontline gaming guy. Yeah, and then the head judge for Age of Sigmar is actually be Gavin Greger. He is a former mil- uh, army, and Gavin actually just won Age of Sigmar's uh, ITC. You know, overall. Yeah, so yeah. I was a, like, I know that name. Yeah, I he's a legit player, and he's going to go be our head judge. So yeah, yeah. man. Um, oh, oh, and then BA, BAO tickets are on sale right, right now. Yeah. You can go get them. There is a blog post on Frontline Gaming with all the details. You buy your ticket through KubelCon's website because we're held by KubelCon, but then all the swag and, and all the fun things like dice you buy through our website. Oh, cool. If you're an Express Passer, and Seth, I know you're an Express Pass holder, check your email because you should see that for both the BAO and the LSO right now. So if you're listening to our podcast, stop whatever you're doing, go check your email. And if you want to get your ticket through your Express Pass, go do so. Okay. Gotcha. I'm out. Seth, take it away. No, I got to do stuff oh, now. Sorry, oh, okay. do we have anything like from the chat or any questions or do I need to, you know? I mean, there's me. some there's some strong Tao hatred occurring. I'm not going to engage <laughs> with it. We do, not um, need, we do not need negativity in yep. this. In but this. Uh, we do have a lot of updates on the network. Um, oh, yeah. So so kind of, uh, you know, right out of the gate, one of the big ones, and I I, I knew this one was coming, and but I didn't want to I didn't want to plug it till I had a chance to listen to it. Game Changers. Game yes. Changers had on TJ Lanigan. Did you get a chance to listen to that kicker? Dude, um, okay, like I how do I say this correctly? It was a very interesting subject, and mm-hmm. I think it was probably the single best episode yet. Like hands down, it got me totally engaged. I was focused, and it was so cool to hear the story from another perspective as opposed to what you see on Reddit or on social media. Yeah, yeah. If if you haven't listened to it, go go listen to it. Keep an open mind, uh, you know, full disclosure, guys, TJ's a friend of mine, but I met TJ after all this went down. Um, he's been nothing but uh, a good friend and a good sportsman when we played games. Um, and I think Steve Joel does a really good job, not only uh, asking the questions that you want to have asked, mm-hmm. uh, but also giving TJ the space to, to answer things honestly and getting other evidence to to back up what TJ says. He interviews other judges, yeah. other um, the TO like, that ran the yeah, event. Yeah, the TO that was ran the event. Um, he he pulls um, clips from the other streams that TJ played in that event. So it was a very interesting show. Um, I know TJ was a little nervous about how the response was when that show was going to come out, um, but I think he represented himself well there. So go give that a listen. Um, for those of you that have listened to anything that I've done before all this. Um, You'll know that when when that scandal came out, I did actually kind of give TJ some kudos because he that was the first time someone was caught cheating and mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, I did it. I'm going to face my punishment. I'm going to do the time and I'm going to try to redeem myself with this community. And that unlike other people that have been like, I'm going to try to better myself, he is stuck with it and yeah. is consistently making an effort. So, dude, he um, set such a good example by yeah. what he I mean, like, yeah, whatever. Some stuff went down, but like his return has been so solid. He was at. Did you see him in LVO, man? Did yeah. you talk? Oh, to yeah, him? we hung out with him, had dinner with him there. Yeah. But no, well done. Yeah. 
Yeah, so good on him, but go give that a listen. Um, Grim After Dark has Tanya Gates on. Um, uh, Tanya, the War Mistress, if you haven't seen her show, um, that was a great interview. Uh, the Tree Librarian is back this week, breaking down uh, how to run narrative events. Kill Zone's back this week, and they're talking about their LVO experience, plus they're trying to predict the future of the Kill Team meta. Mm-hmm. Uh Chapter tactics went off yesterday, and they're talking about Tyranids and where Tyranids are at because I think Matt's a big Tyranid guy. Dude, right? Matt is a huge Tyranid fan. Yeah, yeah. Huge so, fan, man. Um, yeah, so that's that's all been a ton of ton of stuff going on there. Um, Thursday shows going again next week, and yeah, the whole cycle starts again Monday, guys. So yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's that's that. Um, but let's get into our main segment tonight, and uh, this is where we want to bring on our guest. Um, we have with us tonight. Uh, uh, a, I would say a frequent blog con- contributor, uh, maybe a newer blog contributor. <laughs> He's a frontline gaming, yeah. you know, blog writer. contributor. Yeah, writer. Nathan. Um, Nathan uh, is is uh, kind of taking up the mantle um, now that Peter the Falcon has stepped back from the, the role in the community being the stats guy. Um, and Nathan is being the stats guy for us. Uh, Nathan. Boom. Here he is. Welcome to the show. There he is. Tell us about yourself. Uh, specifically, we have two questions. Tell us about your 40K backstory and kicker's question yeah. is your favorite cereal. Yeah, more importantly, before you start with anything so we can okay, totally whatever. judge you based purely off your cereal choice, what is your single favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, yes, we will be judging you very intensely based off your response. <laughs> so I actually don't eat breakfast cereal. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> All right, get them off. Cut the I... Pull them. Pull them right now. No, like seriously, no. <laughs> I eat granola and yogurt with fresh fruit as okay, my no, no, no. I, I can respect that. choice. I can, I'm um, German. I can very respect granola and yogurt. Like that's a thing. All right, I like that. I like that. All right. Do you have a Do you have a brand you like, or you just you know? <laughs> God, are we going into granola now? <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I usually buy the store organics brand, okay. all right, all right, or I all right. buy. The oh, that's cool. I can brand. Say, I, 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 you're going with the organic granola and yogurt. You, 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 Nathan, you know, we can be friends. So. Nathan, just make something <laughs> up. <laughs> you, you, yeah, dude, most people just need like Nathan. lucky charms, and then we end it right there. You, so, you, had to, you had to go with the granola and the yogurt. So, all right, all right. Nathan really is all sorry, about data. He does not make things up. <laughs> I crunched the numbers and found that granola was the best option. Boom! There we go. Oh right, God! There's right. a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag kicks for kicker <laughs> oh my gosh kicks for kicker uh so i started playing 40k in right before the last adepticon was canceled which i think was in 2019 2020 okay. um okay. so i've been playing 40k for a pretty short period of time uh i kind of started into content creation very quickly and just the last couple of months by writing the meta-analysis article for frontline gaming i do a weekly podcast called 40k fight club and then now i'm guest spotting on signals from the frontline which is a podcast i've actually watched pretty much every week since oh, thanks man when reese was on as well yeah. um okay better, better are we better than him come on you, you, can, you, can, you can say we are it's okay it's okay that's okay you don't have to answer We're understand better. that as you speak uh richard has the kill button ready <laughs> <laughs> um, right. but, but so i'm but, not going to answer that question because no, but, good I man a, good but, man yeah right I'm decision a, there but yes but, writer <laughs> But, but Nathan, seriously though, I, I want you to know, and I, I don't know if you're you're aware of this. Your articles that you write on Frontline Gaming are are very data driven. They're 
mm-hmm. just facts, but they're well well curated, well organized facts, and they get more traffic than anything. Like they're extremely well written articles. Um, I'm very proud to see your articles on our on our on our website because they're just amazing. So if you are into the stats and you want to know what's happening each week, uh, well, just 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 you know, if you really are into the competitive semen 40k, you need to read Nathan's articles. They, they are just some of the best out there. So, so, okay. I, I know, I know I'm patting you on the back too much, but honestly, like, I'm like, who is this guy? Cause I, I don't know you. And I'm like, we have to have this guy in the show. Cause he's articles are just amazing. Um, so, so yeah. So what is your background? How are you able to do stuff like this? Like, what's your, I have to ask. Sorry. So I'm, I'm, I'm a PhD student at a okay. research university in Chicago. Um, and I'm currently writing my thesis, so I'm actually in like the most stressful phase of my PhD at this exact moment, <laughs> where I turn all of the work that I've done over the last six years into like a 200-page document and defend oh, wow. it. Yeah. Um, but as a scientist, I always really loved listening to 40K Stat Center and listening to Falcon and also Val talk about what was coming and going in the meta, and also hearing their interviews. And a lot of what I do for the article is really, at its core, kind of an homage to 40K Stat Center. And I'm very fortunate because stats in the 40K community is extremely community driven as well. I'm going to say community a lot. And uh, I work a lot with Curian with Cliff, who are two amazing people who help me with the data gathering and analysis. And we also bounce ideas off of one another in order to kind of get the stats hammered into what you guys see in the article. But also all three of us and the rest of the people who do stats kind of really stand on the shoulders of two giants in the community, which is Val and the Falcon who we are very fortunate to kind of have spearhead the initial like approach of actually looking at 40k as a stats driven game instead of just an anecdotal driven game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when Peter started that there was not a good system of data collection. It was purely like, look at list written scribbled <laughs> on napkin that I got the TO to send me. So um, I'm going to tell you an honest secret. The, the data, process is still kind of obnoxious um but <laughs> we do have a lot more data and we're developing better tools to gather the data or at least fury is developing better tools to get the data out of bcp because we draw our data from essentially three different services which is bcp down under pairings and then also tabletop to are kind of mm-hmm. the three repositories for that data cool. that we draw from all right well, uh, so we brought you on because you're the data man, and we've got a new chapter approved. It's a new season. Mm-hmm. So how has that affected the, se- the 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 meta? Like, how is is that going to change what we knew from before? So really, what we've seen most recently is mm-hmm. we only have the 2022 pack for really the last two weeks. And yeah. last week was really when we saw all of the events using the 2022 pack. And the previous week was really running kind of halvesies. So two events were running the 2022 pack and two weren't. And then also going into um, Cherokee, we're seeing the new Tau book kind of hit the scene, yeah. which hit the scene last weekend. So when we talk about the statistics, we're talking about a relatively small sample size going into uh, Cherokee. And I'm actually really excited for Cherokee to happen because it's going to be the first super major event to happen where we'll get a lot of gains out of it. Cool. But a lot of what we've been seeing is not too different to what we were seeing pre-LVO. We have uh, a top five kind of really that consists of Custodes, Tyranids, Drukari. And then the real surprise, I suppose, or maybe not a surprise to a lot of people who were very excited about the Tau Codex, is the Tau Codex has slotted itself in to wow. the top performing factions, especially over the last weekend where they took the number one and number two spot at the largest tournament of the weekend. Now, and, now as a as an FLGN podcast, I believe we are 
uh, legally obligated based on the style guide that John Quinnell made to ask, uh, will the meta adapt, do you think? Mm. So I will say that the meta might adapt. Um, I think a lot of people will have to change how they approach list building. And a lot of what we've talked about recently um, is that people are going to have to start screening their stuff a little bit better. People are going to have to be more interested in using infiltration units, but also people are going to have to make sure that the tabletop terrain that they use is of a high quality and has enough things to both be dense terrain as well as be like obscuring terrain as well. Mm -hmm. But people will have to change their play patterns a little bit in their list building a little bit to adapt to new books coming out. And yeah, I mean, Tau is definitely the one that's going to do that to a lot of people. And I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not just the new armies, obviously Tau and, and obviously Eldar mm -hmm. in the future, but also just the new missions, the new secondaries in particular really do need you to adjust your list in, in certain ways. I find that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like you're really going to need a lot more of, I guess, the term that we've all been using is action monkeys, or at least infantry mm -hmm. that can perform actions. I mean, that seems way yeah. more critical now than it was three months, a month ago. Yeah, so you do need them in some situations. And for some list designs that have been very popular in LVO, like Crusher Stampede, like mm -hmm. that was a concern that I had to see whether or not Crusher Stampede lists would really adapt to it. I'm going to let you know, they did really well last weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, Tyranids continue since the previous, since the Crusher Stampede release to be a S-tier faction, in my opinion, and have an over 60% win rate and do wow. very well into several of the other good armies in the meta at the moment. Interesting. And, I mean, Custodies are another faction who, since their book, have kind of really hit their stride. So we've seen Custodies become the second most popular faction in the game, and that's only after you kind of staple Marines together into one giant faction. Because <laughs> Marines kind of exist at like a 20 to 25% portion of the meta in a lot of tournaments. So what you're seeing is Custodies come out and they have a 14% Wow. Participation rate. And tower. 14%? Mm -hmm. That's ridiculously high. Yep. And tower actually aren't that far behind. So tower is sub 1% to around 1% mm -hmm. meta participation faction. And then they've gone up to 10% in this wow. last weekend in events. So you're going to see going into Cherokee a lot of custodies, a lot of tau, a lot of Tyranids. And you're still going to see a lot of Drukari as well, because that's kind of a classic. And you still have to be prepared for your gone? Marine game. <laughs> Seth Why is so over not gone yet? You're so ready for so the I'm going to make Seth real happy right now. So Drukari have been a staple of a above 60% win rate for like the last nine months since their release. Yeah. And they've dropped below 60 and then are now below a 55% win rate. Okay. Right. That, means that, that is music to my ears. For for, for the viewers uh, that don't know the this, uh, Nathan and I are, are like regular TTS partners, and he has played Drukari into me a lot <laughs> over the last six months. So it, mm -hmm. it brings me joy to hear this. I know. I'm pretty sure that Seth is kind of tired of Drazar walking into everything in his army and then walking out the other side with the collected skulls of the rest of the army <laughs> just trailing behind them. Yes, yes. I hate Drazar a lot. <laughs> so, 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 Nathan, you know what's interesting here is you were saying these these big bad meanies right now, the big boogie boys. We've got the, the Crusher Stampede, we've got Custodes, we've got Tau, even Drakari. Mm -hmm. what's, what's kind of crazy is that I can't see too many like similarities between them. Like you can't cater your army to take down vehicles because they're not all dependent on vehicles or big monsters. Cause you know, you know, towels all shooting. Well, cause going to be up in your face. Like there's no, is there some sort of overlapping thing you can try to do to make your army, I guess, prepared to take on these big, big boogeymen right now. 
So there are a couple different ways to approach that question. So I am not a top tier competitive player. I'm really a stats guy, so I, I can know. use some of the numbers from this. So I've pocketed one GT win. I will say that's my competitive claim to fame. That's more than me, but man. One of the challenges. And just like everyone be- that's had a GT win, you started a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I didn't want. I didn't ask to start anything. I was <laughs> asked by people. I got an email suddenly from Magic Beast Fly, and then I was like, "Oh, so I guess that application I sent into Frontline to write for them a while ago has been approved, and now I'm writing this meta analysis yeah, article." Basically, they were waiting then, for you to win the GT. Yeah, and then a month, less than a month later, I was messaged on Discord about starting a weekly podcast with. Um, two very high level competitive players as their numbers guy and now i'm on signal so it's a very very strange ride i'm gonna tell you all in the community that if you really like put yourself out there in some ways and like apply to stuff and then like participate in a lot of discords and apparently all of a sudden you become a member of a podcast and then you're suddenly on like the most popular show in warhammer 40k essentially (laughs) aside from grim after dark which is definitely a strange thing to happen to me (laughs) Well, don't just, worry. Uh, like like all good interviews, um, Grim will try to steal you since of we've had you on. Yeah, I mean, guys. I would be happy to talk to Danny and to John as my... That's okay. We can hear you fine, though, man. So, yeah, so no worries. Yeah, hear you, man. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the chat is saying that they can't hear. Only breathing ASMR. <laughs> I'm. I guess I was breathing. Chat. I, I have asthma. That <laughs> was probably me. Can you hear him now? Chat. Nathan, go. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at, chat? Please, dear God, chat, say you can hear him. Yeah. I got a nope. All right. All right. So, Seth, let's so uh, Richard, let's talk- the tech priesty, is going to try to fix things in the background while Kicker and I vamp. Well, well, no, no. We're going we're gonna to focus real fast on Cherokee, Seth, because obviously we've got this information that, that Nathan just gave us. What are you thinking, dude? I mean, what is your big, big boogeyman that you're afraid so, of? So, yeah. So when he comes back on, what I wanted to ask him is, um, I've, like I said, I've, I've played a few games with Tao, and um, I've been playing, obviously, on TTS because I don't have mm-hmm. many practice partners where I live. Um, and I've been doing uh, a lot of Monka, which is the, the uh, first turn, first three turns, early aggression style lists. And in the custodes, I have had a lot of issues because sometimes with custodes, they just roll four ups 
Yeah. And then they don't die. And your arm and and Monka requires that you get within 18 inches, then 12 inches, then nine inches to get and, the benefits. And they're just going to tear you up at that close range. Yeah. And if I get that close and don't kill them. So I, I re- kind of wanted to. Oh, oh, is Nathan back? Let's see if Nathan's back. <laughs> uh, chat says this is what happens when you eat granola and yogurt for breakfast. Yeah. You should have said lucky charms, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that. yeah that's where we're at Chat, let us know yeah so so seth uh because i know nate you know tech priest is working in the background seth so yep. so i mean honestly yeah custodies vital you're gonna go with custodes right like you just don't i mean you just they're just gonna i mean at least you're mom well that's that's right? what i want to that's what i want to get out of nathan when he comes back because i think there's going to be someone that has figured out how to how to you know, play Tau into custodes, yes. Um, but I oh now they can't hear anything. No. Testing one, two. Can you guys hear us now? <laughs> no, they uh they said this is what happens when you mention going to Grim After Dark to Seth. Ugh. Oh, we just crashed the stream. Do you need me hopping out and hopping back in, uh Richard? Okay. Well, can you guys hear us now? We have you two, not video and video. You are fine. I got one fine. Can I get another fine? Yeah. Do you, do you, can you hear me now? How do I sound? I can hear the hosts. Yeah. Nathan, talk. Nathan, talk. talk. He's watching with the Yeah, because there is a bit of a delay for us in chat. Oh, fudge. All right. How are you at doing interpretive sign language? Yeah, right. Oh, she's stats. <laughs> um, Seth, I think we're going to have to take it from here then at this yeah. point. So, uh, okay. Uh, well, so, if we can get Nathan back on, I'll pick his brain about the you know the faction versus faction, Tau versus Custodes. Um, I'm interested in that. Um, it'd be good if we actually had him on next week, next Wednesday, right before Cherokee. We have a little bit. Of, we have another weekend to get some more data, right, for yep. for what's yep. happening. And then you can you can talk with. I'll be setting up all day, but you can talk with people that night next Wednesday. But hey, like we're going to Cherokee. This is what you know what to expect with the most recent stuff. Oh, yeah. here's our tech priest. What's up, oh. dude? Have you ever have you ever seen the episode of Seinfeld where Costanza does the best joke ever, and he gets up yeah. and he just leaves? Because yeah, that's literally yeah. what Nathan did here. He was like, "I'm giving these guys what they want to see," and then really? I'm out of here. He pulls the plug <laughs> on his audio, so yeah, that, we definitely have that to must get be him what back. He did. That must be yeah. <laughs> oh, for God's oh. sakes! Here, well, we might on. have him back. Anyway, chat. Yeah. If you have questions for Nathan, get them in. Um, if we can get him back on tonight, we will get those questions to him. Um, but kicker, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I want I want to try to play a more uh, cagey game against Custodes because, mm-hmm. like like we were just saying, getting that close uh, is a, is a recipe for getting punched. And Tao don't yeah. like to get punched. Um, I'll be interested. Oh, I I see a Nathan. Can we hear a Nathan chat? There we go. Just uh, <laughs> give, give the delay for the chat to see if they can hear it. Chat, what do you think? Oh, yep. Uh, yep. Try talking. Oh, again. I'll try talking again. I can talk a lot. I can talk about numbers and hear him very, <laughs> very muffled and low. You're muffled. I mean, I low. can speak closer to the microphone as well. I suppose that is a thing that I can do. Hey, he's he back. speaks. He's, he's back. back. Okay, they he's can hear you. you. 
Hello, Hello world. So, so uh, we will just have to edit all this out for the audio podcast. But if you're watching <laughs> no, live, this is, congrats- no, this is great. If you're watching live, congratulations. You've just passed the, the first test to becoming a frontline gaming signals from the frontline. Uh, super fan. A super fan. Thank you so much for putting up with our nonsense. Make sure to pass by and get a sticker from us because that's all we can give you is a nice sticker. <laughs> and a hearty handshake. Yeah. Can, can, um, can we hug people yet? Is that socially acceptable? I don't know. I don't but, know. I'll hug you. You'll um, hug me. All right. I appreciate it. So so we have Nathan here. Uh, uh, <laughs> Seth, why don't you ask the important question that we have to ask him while yeah. we have him here? Mm-hmm. Is that about cereal? No, no, not about cereal. (laughs) No. So the question was, Nathan, Um, you said you had some faction v. faction data. Uh, mm -hmm. How does the Tau Custodes match up lean statistically? It leans custodies, actually. Okay, so it's not Um, just me. That's important for my (laughs) confidence. Uh, So custodies have a, let me scroll through my big table. A sixty-one oh, percent win show, rate, guys. It's a it's a collage of colors and numbers, and it would make your head hurt. It's called a heat map, Seth. Ooh. Shut up! Ooh. I know what a heat map is. I'm playing a character. <laughs> um, but it's a sixty-one percent win rate. So that's a legit. A that's matchup. that's that's pretty solid. I mean, right? Like that's really good. And there's, there's in, ask, they're, they're asking to see the heat map. You really you want to go want here, guys? To see the heat map? What kind of monsters are you? Right. It's not made for D train sixty seven. Apparently, yeah. It is. It is really not made for public consumption. So <laughs> I work with Cliff, who's a big visualizations person on the stats, and he yes. does all that stuff because I'm not good at it. Yeah. Well, I, well maybe just share a screenshot in chat oh, or sure. on the next article just so that people have a taste of Apparently D Train <laughs> is an economist, so he oh. feels confident that he can read the data. <laughs> Excellent. So I will provide a screenshot of what we work with so that you can take a look at the heat map in the that. next weekly meta analysis article. Yeah. Ooh. There you so go. Another you another question coming in. Does the custodies versus custodies match inflate the win rate significantly? Ooh. So we remove mirrors because I'm fancy. All right. Um, oh. and I insist on it. Uh, so if you want to <laughs> know, there were 66 mirror matches for custodies over the last So, so the win rate you're quoting then is without the mirror. Yep. All of the win rates that I quote are without the mirror. We go through the data and we remove all mirror matches because mirror matches artificially suppress high-performing factions. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, we have another uh, Twitch chat, Scotty uh D49 is also a data analyst and is interested in seeing the heat map. So there is a lot of data interest all of a sudden. You know, it makes sense, right? This is a complicated game. We get a lot of intelligent players uh, that have, I guess, a background in economics, data curation. All right, whatever. You Mm -hmm. guys are super intelligent. Yeah, Nathan, you're going to have to share your heat map. And um, yeah, we'd love to see that. Uh, Nathan, so we've got Cherokee next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that custodians got 14% in general in the meta right now. I mean, looking big and bad. Sure. Um, do we do we have any sleepers, right? Do we have anything that we think that's just going to, you know, that, that any, is any performing low, really well, but is not taking that common? Uh, popularity, yeah. but high percentage. Exactly. Less popular, but performing well. Do we have anything like that? Sure. So my favorite pick is always Gene Steeler Colt for this. So that's Ooh. a high ceiling, low floor army. Yeah, and yeah. they have about a 55% win rate right now okay, when you cool. go through the data. And they've done relatively well. Yeah. They haven't won a lot of events. Um, there haven't been a ton of events either since LVO. But yeah. I think Gene Steeler Colts have a good game into at least Custodes. And mm-hmm. they don't have a terrible game into Tau. Yeah. A lot of it is about making sure that Tau can't just 
destroy all of your assets with firepower that are, firepower that ignores line of sight essentially. Yeah. But you can right. play with those factions, especially Gene Sealer Cult, you can play an objective hopping game where you take objectives and your opponent can never really score any primary points. That's but really I would pick Gene Sealer Cult to be a sneaky top 10, yeah. maybe top 5 faction if a really good pilot takes that list into Cherokee. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're playing with you know a slight advantage there because the Codex is so unique in how it does operate that if you've never played Gene Sealer Cult before and your first time is at one of these events this weekend or next weekend, uh, yeah, I hate to use the word gotcha, but yeah, you're going to probably get got because you just don't know mm. how that Codex works. Uh, Seth, yeah. have you played the new Gene Stealers yet? I have. I have played against uh, the new GSC. Um, and yeah, they, they can come at you from strange angles. They can move quite fast. They can hit quite hard. Um, the, the good news is that GSC as usual is like, we're going to hit you real hard, but we die to a stiff breeze. Mm -hmm. Um, so mm -hmm. it's all about just avoiding the, the big punch and, and taking them down once they're out in the open, but they've got a lot of ways to not be out in the open. Um, yep. we, we do have a few, uh, a shout out for you from Brian Moy. Uh, Nathan, oh. he's shouting out his Chai Town boy. So um, yeah, I'm part of Grimdark Filthy Casuals, which is a uh, gaming group in Chicago that Brian is one of the administrators of. Yep. And then we have yet another Twitch chatter, uh, this being Tamanagachi Express, saying that he too is a data analyst. Really? Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kelsey. Tamagotchi, I don't know if I should be... Okay, awesome, dude. Yeah, Very cool. Very Kelsey. cool. You know, you all could email me. I have an email address in the articles. I put it there so that you all can harangue me about my terrible analytics. Yeah. <laughs> so, or you could say it here and they could listen. You can email me at legio.titanicus at gmail.com. Or you is can just really go to the article email? and find that because there's no way I'm remembering hmm? that. Yeah, no, but so yeah, go to the article. There's a real email address. Yes, oh, that wow. is Very mine. Cool. Very cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, Nathan, do you want to give any like last words of wisdom before we see if we got any questions in the chat? Any so I have something you know, really cool for shoot. Seth and his right. love for orcs. Yeah. Yes. So when we look at just top performing pilots, orcs have a 76.5% wow. win rate. Wow. Mm -hmm. When we break it down just to top performing people. Um, so you cut me out of there. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it's not part of that top. I don't know. No, no, I'm not, guys. I'm not part of that. There's also the really interesting piece of the data that you can look at that we're starting to gather a lot more information about, which is how much difference there is between the average win rate and top performing players. Hmm. And so there's about a 25 to 26% difference between high performing orc players versus average orc players. Cool. Well, that does kind of dovetail nicely into one of our pre-submitted questions from Ooh, Sam. Uh, Sam says, what up, Nathan? What has the stats shown about Necrons and Orcs in the new chapter approved meta? Has their ability to play the mission improved their win rate? So Necrons have actually looked okay in the data since 2022 has been fully in effect. They took a top 10 placement at a GT level event over the weekend. So that indicates that there might be legs there. The list played to Catan, which I think, or Satan. I don't know how you Satan. pronounce any of this it's, stuff. It's, you say tomato, tomato, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that is definitely a list with durability to survive multiple rounds of shooting, provides a lot of mortal wound output, which is good into both the Tyranid matchup as well as into the Tau matchup. It's not as great into the Custodes matchup, primarily because basically 100% of Custodes lists that are top fouring events are all Emperors chosen and have a four-up shrug against mortal wounds. Yeah. But I will say that Necrons aren't in the worst spot humanly possible, but they aren't 
in a great spot either. So let's just embarrass some. Well, Necrons aren't human, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just embarrass a faction or you know really make them stand out. Who is the worst performing worst army right now? Like what do we got right now? Is it not? It's not Aston Militarum, is it? Please don't let it be that. Oh, so if I pick factions with more than ten players in the okay. data, fair, fair, yeah. So fair. I'm gonna eliminate some outliers. Like there's only one Yanari player who played, <laughs> yeah, and they have a zero percent win rate. Oh, <laughs> um, poor man. Or but. Astra Militarum is the worst represented faction with a 32.1% win rate across the last two weeks. Um, Demons have less than 10 players in the data set, and they're at like a 36%. That is not including... I did actually see a question of how do demons survive in the pre-codex times. So demons play Bellacore and lots of big bodies and hope for the best. I played a list like that uh, last last week, and I was actually surprised. Bellacore and a lot of bodies that were durable. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good game. Uh, you know, I, I I won it narrowly, but I mean, like, I can see that list having some real teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you can play the mission somewhat decently with the other th- like the other pieces on the board because people don't want to shoot like demonettes when you have four keepers and Bellacore breathing down your neck. Just not good target priority to shoot demonettes. You know, Nathan, I'd be really curious. I don't know if there's something you can't probably do this right now, but in the future, it'd be interesting to see like maybe what particular unit, like how valuable is Bellacore? You know, list taking him or, you know, I'd like to narrow it down almost by unit by unit so I can try to figure out like what's successful. I know that's a lot more work on your end, especially as we, you know, have to, you know, deconstruct the list basically. But that'd be really kind of cool to see like is Bellacore actually, you know, that good of an asset mm-hmm. in your army? So here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, that. If BCP changes how I gather list data from mm-hmm. their website, then that might be a possibility. But mm-hmm. also, you would need just a lot more data. So you'd have to pull that out at like the end of a season. You could probably yeah. pull something up like that out. I mean, you'd have to ignore all the meta changes and season changes between the two things. But you could do that. Yeah. I can't do that with the way that we currently gather data. A lot of this is done by hand or like through some very small automation processes so it's hard also people stop submitting your list as images stop (laughs) everyone this is a public service announcement stop doing that (laughs) there you go all of you i mean we're just gonna put that up on youtube yeah stop entering your faction as a trolley incorrect thing yeah i don't don't like that that either it means i have to go in and check it by hand and i don't like doing it nathan is a sweet human being you're making his life complicated please just just make our life easier and submit your bcp list in the form of text seth you got anything else you want to ask no i think that's it there's no more chat questions we have uh we i think we've we've tapped the the well on this one so great um Nathan, thank you so much for having uh, coming on with us, and and we really enjoyed having you um, chat. Let us know if you want to you want to see this bearded statistical wonder back. Um, <laughs> I certainly would. Um, check out his articles. Check out uh, if you if you want to check out his other show, Forty uh, K Fight Club. Um, anything else you got for us, Nathan? Before we head this one to bed? No, actually, everybody just be good to each other. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Nathan, you do a lot of work for us. Really, really appreciate it, man. You know, we, we can't get this data without folks like you. So so thank yep. you so much, man. Thank yep. you. Kicker, do you have any final thoughts for the night? 
Uh, no, I just, you know, see you guys in a week or yeah. see a lot of you guys in a week. At yeah. Well, I mean, oh God, we have to start. Stop telling me that. <laughs> no, no, no. Get, get your painting. Seth has got to go paint. I got to go, go eat cereal. Paint. Nathan's got to yep. go crunch some more numbers. So And some granola. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us tonight. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>